This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Look at your neighbor and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you have your Bibles, hold it up with me. Would you say this with me as we hold it up in the air to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, this time of the year, as I go about on my daily activities, I see two forms of people, two types of people. I see people that are in the spirit of Christmas. They're happy. They're excited. They are Going about with a spring in their step, I also see other people that look as though they are very depressed, very unhappy, and that stems because of the stress that so often comes at this time of the year. My message this morning is a message of hope, it's a message of peace. The message of Jesus. Amen. The title of my message today, if you are taking notes, the greatest gift of all. I was going to title the message The Greatest Child Ever Born, but if I said that, that might not set well with some of you because some of you feel as though you have the greatest children. I know Kelly and I have been blessed with five children, four boys and a girl, and we are very proud of all of them. I said, we are very proud. And if you ask Kelly and I about our children, we say, well, they were the greatest children born because they were our children. You say, well, you don't know about my kids. Well, you don't know about mine. They're just like all of us. We all make mistakes along life's journey. But thank God... For the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, who enables us to be able to put that behind us, those cares, those frustrations, those times of sadness and sorrow, and we can look ahead at what God has in store for us. The Bible says that this is the day the Lord has made. I should just rejoice And be glad in it. He didn't say get down in the dumps because it wasn't looking like I thought it was going to look like. I wake up every morning and as a businessman, I see things about our business that I would rather not (laughs) know that they were there. Circumstances arise all the time. But I can't look at it that way. I say, but you know what? This is still the day that he made. 
And I'm just going to rejoice in it. It's a choice, is it not? Look at your neighbor and say, it's a choice. It's a choice. Again, the title, The Greatest Gift of All. This gift brought many promises. So oftentimes we see this time of the year as just gifts. A gift to you or a gift from someone else to us. But wrapped in that gift are promises. Promises after promise after promise. I'd like to just share a few of those gifts this morning. There are many, many gifts. And due to the lack of time, I just want to share maybe four gifts. Four promises that are in that gift. Number one, it's the gift of hope. If we study the Word of God, we realize that in His coming and into our hearts and our lives, it gives us hope for another day. This time of the season, as I mentioned earlier, so many people are without hope. They're carrying the burden of trying to meet, make ends meet. Trying to purchase something as a gift for people they don't even like. So they can say, I gave this kind of gift. And so oftentimes it's the frustration of trying to get gifts for our children and still try to pay all the bills. Meet the mortgage payment, the house payment, or the rent, the insurance. We're, we're constantly bombarded with trying to make ends meet. And to some for this time of the year... We see all of this on our plate, and then we say, and you are wanting me to get you a gift? I can't even get my own self a gift. I can't get my children a gift. So we feel the pressure. But at the same time, this is the time of year when we should realize that in the gift that God gave us, called his son Jesus Christ. That gift came with a promise that said, when he comes into your heart, he brings you hope. I like to think of a gift as, the Lord laid this on my heart. It wasn't a part of the message until this morning on my way to church. But I was reminded, and I love how the Holy Spirit will just bring things to your, to your heart. He'll just bring it to your attention, to your mind. Usually when you least expect it, a scripture will come to you, a thought will come to you. That's just kind of a way of him nudging you and letting you know that he is Emmanuel. He is with us. And sometimes he'll stir your heart. On my way to church this morning, I was reminiscing in my spirit and in my heart and in my mind about the message this morning. And the Lord laid it on my heart. He says, I want you to explain how a promise is connected to a gift. I said, well, okay. He said, do you remember when you got married? I said, Lord, that was 43 years ago. He said, but do you remember? I said, oh, yes, like it was yesterday. He said, what did you give her? I said, I gave her a gift. What did she give you? A gift. A gift in a ring. I gave her a ring. 
And she gave me a ring. We were standing in front of the preacher. And I said, with this ring, as my gift to her, comes a promise. And when she put that ring on my finger, it came with a promise from her to me. Let me explain that some of, some of the promises, for better or for worse. Oh, has there been some better times? Yes. Have there been some worse times? Yes. But she said, and I said, with this ring, for better or for worse, I promise that I'll stay with you till death do me part. A promise came with my gift to her. A promise came as a gift to me from her. She said for, and I said to her, and she said to me, for richer or for poor. Oh, there's been richer times and there's been poorer times. But it's till death do us part. You say, Pastor, is this a marriage seminar? No, but it ties right in with the gift that God gave when he gave us Jesus. Because when he gave us Jesus, he gave us all his promises. How about in sickness and in health? Oh, there's been times we've both been sick. And thank God we're healthy. But we made the promise to each other. Regardless of whether you're sick or not, I'm right there with you. God has made a promise. that when he sent his son, he said, I'm sending Emmanuel. I will be with you. I will provide you with hope. And I will provide you with peace. That's another one of the promises that comes with the gift of Jesus. He says, I'll never, my peace I give to you and my peace I leave with you. You see, you and I, if we're here to, if you're here today and you've received Christ as your personal Savior, you have that promise. And it does not have to be a season of frustration, lack of hope, lack of peace. Jesus says, I am the peace. And I leave it with you. Joy. It's another something that I notice as I look around and on my job sites and in my hustle and the bustle and my daily activities. If we're not careful, though, we, we misunderstand the meaning of joy and happiness. I like what the author said here. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is often based on situations, people, and things outside of ourselves. But joy is another story. It's something eternal. Did you catch that? It's eternal. You, have you noticed people? Some people can just be happy one minute and totally angry the next. Sad. Disheartened. But it does not have to be that way. You see, when Jesus comes into our life, this gift that God gave to you and I as mankind, he gave that joy. Regardless of what the world does to you, regardless of whether it doesn't matter what the world says, and the world has a lot to say, 
<laughs> if you have ears, you're going to hear through the media. Go down the road, and you got billboards. you got signs that are constantly flashing at you. The world is talking to you. It's not just talking, it's shouting to you. But God don't shout. It's a small, still voice. That's the difference between happiness and joy. God gives you joy. Happiness is based on circumstance. Well, I, I got a new car. I'm happy. Well, what happens when you get 50,000 miles on it? Or you get your first dent. No more happy. It's just another car. But do you know that when Jesus comes into your heart, every day is like a brand new car. You can just hear Monty Hall saying, door number one, your brand new car. Jesus says, door number one, your brand new life. Abundant life. Today. And if he lets you see tomorrow, he's going to say the same thing. will not be disappointed with door number one, door number two, or door number three. When Jesus is the door. You will not be disappointed. Number four. The gift that he gave called Jesus Christ made a promise. He's promised you and I forgiveness. It, to me, it's the greatest promise. The greatest promise. To think that he was born in a wooden manger, slept on a wooden manger, born in a, I guess you could say, wooden barn, laid in a wooden manger, but died on a wooden cross. His journey and his purpose was for forgiveness. He knew without a doubt that if you needed and wanted hope, if you needed and wanted peace, if you needed and wanted joy, it would all depend on his forgiveness of your sins. And I am so thankful today I can stand up here and tell you I've been forgiven. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. This does not have to be a season of heartache, doom and gloom. You say, well, I lost my loved one during this season. I think all of us have suffered some form of disappointment during Christmas time. I talk to people a lot of times during the day, and they'll say, well, I went through this or I went through that. Went through a divorce. I lost a loved one. Lost a child. This has happened, and that has happened. But that's exactly why God sent the greatest gift of all, so that you and I could have the ability to be able to stand and say, in the midst of it all, it is well with my soul. <laughs> How can you say that, Pastor? Because I'm holding on.
to the promises that he left me when he hung on that cross. He's no longer a baby in a manger. I celebrate his birth, but he's not in a manger no more. And he's not hanging on a cross anymore. He is risen from the dead. And that Jesus that lives, lives in me and lives in you. And he will keep his promises. Because his promises are yes and amen. I don't know about you today, but I'm excited that I serve a Jesus that's not just in a manger and not on a cross. He is living on the inside of me, and he gives me Christmas every day if I choose to receive him. Praise the Lord. Not only is this the day that he has made, but this is the day that he chose to come into the heart of mankind if mankind would open his heart and say, I have messed up enough. I have done it my way. Remember Elvis Presley sang a song, I did it my way. Well, let me just inform you, I tried that. I bought that t-shirt and I wore it. And I did not like my way. But I'll tell you what, when I had a dose of Jesus, <laughs> when he came into my heart and accepted me just like I was, a sinful mess, he came in and he gave me hope for tomorrow. He gave me peace for the day. And he gave me a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, Phil. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. Go and share this joy this year. There's people that are hurting. They're going through a tough time right now. They're looking for the answer. And if you know Jesus Christ, the greatest gift given to mankind, then you have the answer. You don't have to know this word from Genesis to Revelation. But I can assure you one thing. Our actions speak louder than any words that will come out of your mouth. What they're looking for is looking for what Jesus has done for you. I ask you a question this morning. Has he done anything for you? Has he blessed you? Has he kept you? There's been times I've looked back in my life and I think, my God, my God. When I thought, as I looked back into the sand, I saw footprints, but they were bigger than mine. They were his footprints. And when all hell was breaking loose and I thought I had no hope, he was carrying me in his arms that I might have peace and hope for tomorrow. And that I could have joy and have it unspeakable, full of glory. I ask you today, do you know this Jesus, this gift that God the Father has given to us today? We celebrate Christmas. Listen, folks, don't let this time of the season be the only time that you make Jesus your celebration. Remember that every day should be Christmas. Every day should be a life of peace 
and joy and hope. What the world needs now is hope. Oh, we look at the situation our country's in and what's going on around the world. Wars and rumors of wars. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just across the pond. It's not just overseas. It's right here in our backyard. The world needs hope. And if you have Jesus, you got what they need. You got what they're looking for. And if you're here today and you do not have that Jesus, you're saying, I don't have hope. I don't have peace. I don't have joy. But you can. All it takes is a simple, simple prayer. When it's prayed from the heart, you can experience all of the promises. And I've only named just four. But the Bible is full of so many promises. And he wants you to experience every one of them as you unwrapped the gift of Jesus. When you unwrap the gift of Jesus by reading the word, you will know and experience all the promises. This is just not a gift. It's a book of promises as well. Has anybody ever promised you something and not kept their word? I have done that. I have done that. Well, let me share something with you this morning. God never breaks a promise. He said, if you need hope, I'll give you hope. If you need peace, I'll be your peace. Are you looking for joy? He said, I'll be your joy. And he says, not only that, but I'll go further than that. I'll forgive you of your sins and set you free that you might experience life and life more abundant. So I ask you this morning, do you know this, Jesus? Have you received the gift that God has made available for you and I? If you have not, I want you right now with every head bowed and every eye closed, to pray this prayer with me. If you're watching on social media, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, pray that. Listen, not only if you, maybe you know Jesus and maybe you've accepted him, but maybe you need to repent. Maybe you just need to let some things go. Give them to him. Turn your life back around. You say, Pastor, I've, I've gotten saved. I know Jesus as my personal Savior. But you're lacking the joy. You need a cleansing of the blood of Jesus right now. So pray this prayer of repentance with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You are a gift from God. I receive you into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. And I thank you for a brand new start. For today, I choose to make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you just got born again. You have just received the greatest gift 
of all. There is not a greater gift that you could get than what you just received when you receive Christ as your personal Savior. Now, the next step is, if you're watching online or if you're in here this morning, you prayed that prayer, your next step is we want to get you some literature into your hands so you can begin this new journey with Jesus Christ. So you can experience hope, you can experience peace, and you can experience joy because now you're experiencing forgiveness. What a gift. What a gift. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.